So normally to start out our episodes, we would drop in an audio clip from the movie we just watched. But we did just view the 2006 movie Dougal, and we don't want to torture our audiences by making them listen to it. So instead, here's a clip from the 1994 Best Picture winner, Schindler's List. How many cigarettes have you smoked tonight? Too many. For everyone <coughs> you smoke, I smoke half. Yeah, um, I, it cap, rap, hold on, raptor, <laughs> I barely even know her. Okay, so I'm gonna need you to say that one more time. Yeah, okay, raptor, I barely even know her. And this is how we are starting 2020 is with talking about, um, Raptors. Why why is a raptor our mascot? I barely even remember, honestly. Well, we feed our good movies up to our raptors. So it started out as us saying we're hoisting them up to the rap to to the rafters, and then we said, haha, a funny joke. What if raptors mm-hmm. actually? And yeah. so now but you we don't feed the bad ones to the raptors. We feed no, the good ones an honor. to the raptors. It's an honor to go to the Raptors. And where do the bad um, movies go? Have we ever really decided that after um, almost two years? Well, at one point it was hell. Um, That's too much, though. Yes, correct. But I think that it, it kind of depends on um, which movie we're watching. So if we're watching Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, if it's bad, it goes to Davy Jones' locker. Um, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. If we're watching The Lion King, they, it gets thrown to the hyenas. And so then we have decided that a raptor is our mascot. And you have designed our raptor mascot, yes? But yeah, correct. But it is not just any raptor. It is a raptor wearing a denim jacket and mm-hmm. wearing Converse sneakers. Okay. So that's re- the denim jacket part is representative of both of us because we both have denim jackets. I don't wear Converse sneakers ever. Okay, I do wear Converse so sneakers. So now I, I feel guess... like we need to add another thing that's just me and not you to it. A, like a tattoo of some kind? That would work, but you might get it, a tattoo someday, right? Yeah, that's very true. So, I might. Um, what is something that you have that I do not? A beard? Right now I that have That would a, look weird. That would look weird. I don't like that. Right now I have a very stupid haircut because I'm trying to grow up my hair long and mm-hmm. I look like one of the Beatles right now. <laughs> Uh, okay, a raptor with like a, a chili bowl haircut where it would be very funny. It would be funny. Oh, that's kind of not bad, but I won't have this haircut for that long. Yeah. Um, Typically, you and I do have very similar haircuts. Oh, 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 I've got it. I've got it. It's the two WWE bracelets. <laughs> okay, I will edit the picture. Uh, okay. But from here on out, it is... A raptor with a denim jacket, Converse, and WWJD bracelets on. And, and to be clear to our listeners, one of them does stand for what does what would Jesus do, and the other one stands for what would Jimmy Buffett do. Yeah. Uh, which wrist are they on? Uh, left. Left left wrist. Got it. 
And could you draw some little stinky lines coming off them? Because they do smell really <laughs> bad right now. I've had have, them for almost a year. I haven't taken them they, off ever. They have been on your skin for a year? Yeah, they're kind of loose, so they're not constantly making contact with my skin. But yeah, they smell Ugh. real bad. Yeah, I imagine. You go to like camps where they have lakes and stuff. That's I have swam in oceans, in lakes, in my own shower, in my own sweat. You swim in your own shower? But here's my argument is I shower with them every day, so I, they're getting clean, yeah. right? You just need to like get a golf ball cleaner, you know, and just stick your arm in there. Um, yeah, but I shower every day, and sometimes I even use soap on the bracelets. <laughs> hey, I'm here to buy some bracelet soap. <laughs> Uh yeah, I have been thinking I need to like cut them off cuz I can't take these off and like let and like clean them and let them dry out and then put Did them back on. Did you wear these in a wet at my wedding? No, that was over a year ago, right? Okay. No, yes, I didn't have them then. I got them soon after that. Okay. Um but it's gotcha. been I I don't want to take them off until I've been wearing them for at least a year. Easter. You have to remove them on Easter. Oh, okay. You know what I've decided? Uh, I did declare this on Twitter, and I would like to make it public on our show, too. 2020 okay. is the year that I'm going to learn how to surf in the ocean. So mm-hmm. I will not take these off until I can kind of surf. Uh, it's Okay, but is the expiration date January 1st, 2021? No matter what? Um, so as in, if I don't learn to surf... At the end of this year, They're... then I take them off anyway? Yes. No, I think if I don't learn to surf, I have <laughs> to wear these forever. <laughs> okay. You heard it here, folks. Uh, welcome to Purely Nostalgia, the podcast where we look at the movies that we liked as kids with our adult eyes, and we try to figure out if they were actually good or if we just thought they were. My name is Eli Shapsmith, the greatest good you're ever going to get, and uh, we will be tweeting a picture of our raptor mascot soon that you can look at with his bracelets. Yep. And my name is Clint Jazz Hands Page, and I'm what the French do call les compétents. And I am the architect of the Raptor, which does need a name. I'm thinking Nathan. Uh, Nathan's not bad. I was gonna ask you what his name is. Why? What's the thinking behind Nathan? It just feels right. Yeah, it's just like what is a name that you know is as vanilla as Elisha and Clint. I'm thinking <laughs> Nathan. What about Dylan? <laughs> yeah, Dylan's also pretty good. <laughs> I um, like Dylan. Yeah. Yeah, let's go with Dylan the Raptor. Dylan the Raptor. Uh yeah, that Dylan feels like a name of someone who would wear a denim jacket with WWJD bracelets and Converse shoes. And he's got no pants, correct? Correct, no pants. Um Dylan cool. definitely has a past. Like it, whenever he goes to speak to um wow, man See at the pole, you know. Whenever he goes goes to speak at see at the pole, he talks about how he smoked a cigarette once. Hey kids, I was just like you in high school. I know, I know what peer pressure is like. I smoked a beer. <laughs> I held girls' hands. One time, I saw a fight break out in school. You saw a fight? Yeah, it's one time I've ever seen a fight break out in school. It was not when we went to CCS together. It was at my old school, David Brainerd. My uh, old we, school, yeah, my old school, my old family. But um, oh man, it was intense. Uh, well, now the you're time asking me to invite you to tell me about it, right? No, no, I don't remember oh, much. That's it. You it just was, wanted to say that it happened. 
It was with a high schooler and a very, very large middle schooler. Nice. So, um, uh, the high schooler lost. Shout out to high schoolers speeding up middle scores. So, shout out to high schoolers. This is our podcast. It's our first real episode of 2020 um, mm-hmm. because we did release a Nostalgies episode, which we recorded in 2019. So that doesn't count as a 2020 episode. We are going to be talking about Dougal today. We are so sorry to tell you. But first of all, we have we have some business to attend to from our last episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the Nostalgies, we were awarding certain films, um, mostly movies that we covered last year on our show. Um, and our, we really didn't have much of a process behind, um, who actually won the awards other than us just debating them and then deciding on a winner. There was a couple that we couldn't quite decide on. So we had to put, um, put up some Twitter polls for you guys to decide. And we do have the final results now. And Um, guys, I just want to say all the page turners out there, you kind of let me down. (laughs) That's um, my that's my uh my group um what well, my posse oh page turners yeah page I, turners what are my fans called uh, bl- Smithsonian's Smithsonian's is it page yep. turners and Smithsonian's okay um so the first um the first business we have to attend to um is the issue of best actress for one of the mm-hmm. movies that we covered last year um. Your nominee was Mary Poppins, not the actress herself, not Julie Correct. Andrews. Correct, not the actress Julie Andrews, but, but the character Mary Poppins. The character Poppins. Mary from, Poppins. Yeah, from the first Mary Poppins, mm-hmm. I want to reiterate. Uh, my nominee was Amanda Bynes for her performance in Big Fat Liar, where she yeah. is uh, not the titular Big Fat Liar, but Correct. she is a bit of a Big Fat Liar in that movie. Um, she's the reluctant liar. So yeah. um, we put this one to a vote with 11 votes coming in. <laughs> Should we say the number of votes? That seems like, I, sh- I wish no. I hadn't said it now. Yeah, I want to give the, when you say 1,100, you missed a couple zeros. Oh, yeah, right. I cut out when I said when I said 1,100. I think I cut out for a second. It might have sounded like yeah, it's yeah, 11. Yeah. It's okay. Um, they know what you meant, though. They knew what I meant. So um, the winner was... Amanda Bynes, and she is yeah. the recipient of the Best Actress Award for the 2020 Nostalgies. Congratulations, Ms. Bynes, and sorry to this man, this man being Clint, who lost. What, uh, what was the ratio on that? The ratio was uh, 90.9% Amanda Bynes and nine, 9.1% Mary Poppins. That's... That's sad to me. <laughs> Is it sad to you? I mean, mine yeah. was an actress. <laughs> well, and mine was um, a good witch. Y- yeah. The good witch. I-, I really think if you had nominated Julie Andrews, you might have had more success. They just don't get my silly sense of humor. Yeah, yeah it, I'm looking at it you. now. Mm-hmm. 91% to 9%. Yep. So I got one vote. Um, yeah. Myself. Sorry to this man. And moving on to our other vote, which we have to address. Um, the Uh category was the family-friendly movie of 2019. This was, um, any movie in 2019, not just the ones that we covered. Um, but this was us saying to the Oscars, shame on you for nominating movies that are rated R. This mm-hmm. is a bad thing to do. You should only nominate movies that are G or PG. So these were the uh, nominees, um, The Farewell and Bernie the Dolphin 2. Yeah. 
So both um, both snubbed at this 2020 Academy Awards. Yes, um, I've been seeing a lot of discourse online about both the farewell and Bernie the Dolphin two not getting a whole lot of mm-hmm. Oscars love, but. Yeah. Um, it is my duty to report to you, Clint, that you have lost again, and The Farewell is the winner of the family-friendly movie of 2019. God rest Bernie the Dolphin's Merry Gentleman. But, read that ratio off, though. The ratio for this one is a little bit, uh, more scary, I will say. Yeah, yeah. 60% voted for The Farewell, and 40% (laughs) voted for Bernie the Dolphin 2. That's right, baby. <laughs> so you came kind of close to winning this one. Um, I think this might. I I think if we hadn't gone on some like at Scott, I might have lost that one. <laughs> yeah, probably. So. I got to yeah, make you my definitely case got on a there bump on a on a podcast where they are like, no, let's like actually talk about movies and not just like mess around like we do. And I bet, uh-huh. I bet you some film boys out there were like, uh, Bernie the Dolphin two. No, thank you. <laughs> it's not as good as Bernie the Dolphin one. <laughs> Uh, Have you even? It's not as good as the video game it's based off of. Is it based on a video game? No, that was a silly joke. Oh, that was a funny joke. Um, Thank you. So, yeah, so I won both of those. I mean, really, um, The Farewell and Amanda Bynes won both of those, but those were both my nominees. Um, thank you. And yeah, uh, um, thank God. I'm obviously um, very disappointed that my support. My base did not rally behind my opinions. Um, Page turn. You all you will. At? You all will be receiving a strongly worded email from me later on. But um, in the meantime, because there are will... few enough of you where he does have all of your email addresses. <laughs> Shut up! You don't. You don't have to say that out loud. I just. It, it's a very. It's a very passionate base. It may not be large, but it is passionate. And you know, one loud voice can um, break through a lot of silence. It's your wife. Yeah, that's really my wife. Honey, honey, who would win? The Farewell? Boo. Or Bernie the Dolphin 2? All right. So she said The Farewell. Yeah. So, um, because she has taste. So, um, that's the business that we had to attend to. And unfortunately, I would like to just keep talking about the 2020 nostalgies this whole episode and not have to talk about the 2006 movie <laughs> Dougal. It's spelled D-O-O-G-A-L. This is the movie yeah. that we have elected to talk about this week on our show. And you can indeed find it for free on YouTube. Yeah, you just gotta, yeah. It's not too hard to find this one. Um, and yeah, you know it was what? actually you, very easy. Nobody's gonna get mad at you for stealing this movie, okay? Yeah. Um, um, so here's the thing there, um, uh, there was a point in time where I re- you know, I thought about being sick and not, ha- not being able to record this week because I was watching this movie. Uh-huh. Um, it, it, recording this podcast has never felt like a chore <laughs> until two days ago when I did have to watch Dougal on my iPad. And oh, very bad. Oh, that's rough. You had to watch Dougal on an iPad. I know. They're um, not, I, I lost all cool factor that comes with my iPad. <laughs> Just imagining you in like a hip coffee shop with your AirPods. And <laughs> you like look really cool and then someone looks over your shoulder and you're watching Dougal. <laughs> I'm watching Dougal. A low quality bootleg stream of Dougal. 
yeah, there there was a because it was like bootlegged. I had to like text you several times to make sure we were watching the same thing. Well, that that leads into some some context for this movie because there are many versions of this film. <laughs> correct, correct. There's Dougal. There's well, okay. I think it's still pronounced Dougal, but it's D O U G A L. Is it okay? Which that I makes sense. think is the French dub of this movie. Um. So okay, here's the background. This movie is based on a uh like a stop motion show from the sixties. Like it looks kind of like the you know the Rudolph Christmas shorts, mm-hmm. um, called the Magic Roundabout. That was a French show. It was just some I don't I don't know what it was really about. But then the UK decided to repurpose that footage and release it in um, the UK. But they couldn't just dub over it. Like they had to rework the script entirely. And so it was like an entirely different show, the British version. Yeah. So uh, the movie is a is a British film, the original. But it Correct. does have a and it's based on the British cartoon. However, there is a French dub <laughs> of this movie that was released in France. So this is a French cartoon. Then the UK dubbed it over, and then they made a movie of that dub. And then the French dubbed over that. <laughs> yeah. And, so, but we watched the American dub, yes. correct? And so there's a third version of this film, which is the American dub. And it is spelled D-O-O-G-A-L. Clint, do you know why it's spelled this way? I found this out. Uh, because it's like doo-doo? No. Okay, so it's, his name is supposed to be spelled D-O-U-G-A-L. The reason they decided to spell it D-O-O-G-A-L for the American version was so that the, um, the actors would not mispronounce his name during the voiceover process. Which so they is would say so, Dougal. Well, yeah, because it's, like, it's kind of not 100% clear how to pron- pronounce it when it's spelled the other way, but it's pretty sure. hard to mispronounce it when it's spelled D-O-O-G-A-L. So yeah. that's just so funny to me because that... Shows you how little time they spent on this movie. They were like, we don't have time for the actors to look at these scripts even once. We just want to shove them in the studio, record their lines, and leave. So they changed the spelling of his name so that they couldn't mispronounce it. You know what is an equally confusing name to see on paper and try to pronounce? What? Ermintrude. (laughs) I thought you were going to say Zebedee. Zebedee. No, no. Zebedee is pretty... Or Z-bad. Zebedee's pretty easy, and so is Zbad. But Ermintrude is that's a doozy, because there's several consonants that are beside each other in that one. Yeah, to be honest, I didn't really know what Ermintrude's name was. I never like I would hear them say it, and I was like, I don't know what letters are coming together to make that. Name. <laughs> yeah, Ermintrude, played by Whoopi Goldberg. <sighs> Goodness, why are we watching this movie? We should probably tell the people why we're doing this. Yeah, why indeed. Um, so let's go with personal experience on this one. I'll start. Uh, <laughs> okay. my, personal ex- my personal experience with Dougal, uh, let me lay the scene for you. The year is 2020. Uh, I get on my iPad, I type in Dougal, free movie online, and wouldn't you know, it directs me to YouTube. Is it that easy, he says to himself? It is. And I watch it. The end. So you had never heard of this movie before I brought up the possibility of covering it on the show, correct? Correct. Never heard of it. You know, honestly, when I did see the picture, I was like, 
feel like I've <laughs> seen that before. Yeah. Of uh, of Dougal the dog. Do you but think you saw any advertisements for it as a kid? Probably so, or like in a Blockbuster or in a Walmart yeah. or like a McKay's or something like that. But, um, you know, I never actually saw the movie. Okay. Um, so, and, and, and if, if you haven't listened to our last episode where we talked about this, um, the reason we are covering this movie is because we are doing Delgo versus Dougal. Um, Delgo mm-hmm. is a movie, another movie that has a nonsensical two-syllable name that starts with a D that is a really bad, it seems, animated movie that we know nothing about. Neither of us have seen. But we just wanted to see which one is better because they both looked like disastrously bad movies. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. So Delgo, or sorry, Dougal is a movie that I saw when it came out in the theater in 2006. Um, you didn't know Who this? Who took you to this? My father Who took did. you to this? So, oh, oh, I, <laughs> um, I think I've talked on the show before about how, like, when I was in like middle school, me and my dad would go to movies all the time, and That's like true. we would you see did. basically every animated movie that came out. It wasn't just animated movies that we would see, but like for some reason we would see pretty much every animated movie that came out. And mm-hmm. I saw the movie Dougal. Um, to be honest, I can't really remember much about what I thought about it as a kid. I definitely did not realize that it was this bad, but I didn't like, I didn't love it by any means. Like I think I maybe was it. I don't know that my mind was developed enough to be able to say that this (laughs) is the worst thing I've ever seen. And I was just like, "Mm -hmm, I didn't really like that. And I just kind of stopped thinking about it. Mm -hmm. I remember thinking it was funny that there was a Harry Potter joke in it. Yeah. Because I was reading Harry Potter at the time. And there are a lot of pop pop culture references in this movie. Um, Mm -hmm. A lot. Like Like, 3%. A lot. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Most of Jimmy Fallon's dialogue is pop culture references. (laughs) It's like he'll punch somebody and he'll be like, this is like the Matrix. Um, I think that's a line verbatim. (laughs) uh, It's something like that, yeah. There's like a whole Matrix sequence, which, oh my gosh, we'll get to this later, but that sequence... I watched it in the British version because I was curious if it was the same, and it's not. It's like it's not a it's not Matrix at all. So like for the American oh. version, they were like, "What if while he was fighting, it was like a Matrix parody?" Um, this movie is so yeah. bad. It is the worst movie that we've covered on the show, and it is. I agree. It might be the worst movie I will ever see. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? Does that feel like too big of a statement? That that it it was at the point for me where I was getting like creatively angry at some of the choices that they were making in this. Mm-hmm. That doesn't, like, some of the dialogue or, like, the jokes that they were pulling, I, it was like, this sucks so bad. Um, and here's my analogy that I want to throw up oh, for yeah. this one. Do you remember in high school improv the game where we would find, like, some old movie clip and we would assign characters and then we would mute it and then we would, like, voice over the characters, not having any context on what was happening. Do you remember that game? Yes, I do remember this. That's what I feel like was happening in this movie, was that they were not given a script. They were not given dialogue of any kind. They just said, here's where you are. Fill it in. Um, and I feel like that's what happened with this, because it sucked. That, yeah, like, that is what it feels like. Um this movie is nothing. There's, like, it's not just, like, poorly made. Like, the animation's bad. 
it, it's I it seems like it's too simple to say that it's poorly written because it's just like there's nothing there. It's like I don't even want to say written because yeah. it doesn't. There's no. It doesn't. It, it doesn't seem like it's earned that saying that somebody took the time to write down the creative choices for this movie. Um. So to save some time before we like. When we do our first impressions, we rate this on a scale of one to ten. We both rated this half a star on Letterboxd. Correct. So we gave it a one. There was no chance, like there was no chance of us not giving this the lowest possible rating. So it's a one out of ten for both of us. Um, I don't think that there's any like usually when we talk about bad movies on the show, there's we can point to some things and be like, but this was good. Yeah. There's nothing. Um, Correct. Nothing redeemable about this movie at all. And. I don't want this to become a bad movie podcast because sure. that would get boring. So we are going to talk about Dougal and Delgo, and goodness gracious, I hope Delgo is just a little bit better than this movie. <laughs> we will cover some like good or at least like not completely terrible stuff on this show. Uh-huh. Um, but this movie is, I think it's a very interesting phenomenon based on just like the context of the movie, the fact that this movie, um, that they just took another movie and voiced over most of the characters. Like, um, Mm -hmm. uh, Ian McKellen is the same in the British version. And then there's someone else. Who's the other actor that's the, the little girl. Yes. The little girl, which is like, um, she's kind of another character anyway. Yeah. 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 She's trapped in a frozen carousel. Um, yeah. For the majority of the movie. Um, they have some top tier talent in this, which is even more baffling. Yeah, like, a lot of great it, actors. Yeah, like that. Bill Hader is in it, which he was, you know, he was on SNL at the time, so he wasn't huge, but he yeah. became fairly large. Mm-hmm. Um, John John Stewart was not as big as he became in like the later two thousands and the two thousand teens, but he was obviously still fairly large at the time too. Um, William H Macy, oddly enough. Yeah, Will, William uh, Macy. Uh, he's kind of. I think he's my favorite performance in the movie. I agree. I agree. <laughs> he's he's he just kind of doing... seems like he's trying. It, when did Fargo come out? Because I feel like he was just doing Fargo the whole time. Kind of. I mean, Fargo's long before this, but um, Fargo. Oh, nineteen ninety six. Yeah. So. so ten years, exactly ten years before. Correct. Um, but uh, and then we have Daniel Tay as Dougal, who is Michael in Elf, the last movie we talked about on the show. Yeah, which yeah, is like bizarre. he did not. Is this like his two roles? Yeah. <laughs> have we talked about the two movies that he's in? Yeah, probably. I don't um, think he's in anything else, is he? Chevy Chase. Chevy Weird. Chase is the train that has like two and a half lines. Yeah, and he says, "Oh, I tooted." <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. This is going to be so bad. Um, Judy Dench? Judy Dench is the narrator who is not in the British version. You would think that would be kind of a holdover from the British version, but no, that was added because they finished this movie and were like, you can't tell what's going on. We need a narrator. (laughs) Um, Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon is is Dylan. I forgot his name is Dylan. (laughs) <laughs> his name is Dylan the Rabbit. His name is Dylan the Rabbit. Oh, that rules. Dylan is a great name. And John Krasinski, which is weird, too. Oh, yeah. John Krasinski plays the, the role of additional voices. 
Yeah, he has he has all the filler characters, which is hilarious because John Krasinski has a pretty identifiable voice. Yeah, um, like you can tell. Oh, like yeah, that's John Krasinski. Right, <laughs> he's just like all of the background characters. But it's like no, I can. That, that's just John Krasinski kind of raising his voice a little bit. Um. Yeah, I looked at the like at the very beginning. There's a a man who has like a candy cart, um, full of yes. candy. <laughs> And yeah. he, he's horrible to look at. He's a very ugly man. And then he talked, and yeah. it was John Krasinski's voice. And I was like, what? <laughs> and I looked oh, and, up, uh, I was like, what's this man's name? And his name was Additional Voices. <laughs> yeah, Um. and Kevin Smith is in it, too, as oh, yeah. the farting moose. He's the moose, which in the British version does not talk. So that's why his mouth is not really moving when he's talking. Yeah. Because they, just, they just, just yeah they decided to make him talk in the American version. And they... The, what's weird is that with with the moose, they didn't even do themselves the favor of like taking out its moose grunts. Like yeah. it was just Kevin Smith's voice slightly louder than the moose grunts. Yeah, yeah, he's he will talk, and the moose is also making moose noises while he is talking. Because yeah, that no was one bizarre about this movie while they were making it. And um, there was a point where Whoopi Goldberg's character is like. What a moose! He can't talk, and then they like exchange dialogue with the moose, not recognizing that they can hear him. Whoopi Goldberg, a cow. <laughs> <laughs> Her name is Ermintrude, and she wants to make love to a snail. Yeah, there's like a romance between the snail and the cow, or whatever. Who cares? Yeah, um, yeah. we've been putting it long enough off long enough. I need you to give me a ten thousand foot view of this movie. <laughs> okay, this is a doozy for daddy. So let me <laughs> let me try here. So there is a town um, where everyone loves each other and nothing bad happens. There, It is protected by a wizard named Zebedee who looks like a <laughs> jack-in-the-box. He is Gandalf <laughs> if Gandalf had a spring instead of legs. If, if voiced Gandalf by Gandalf. Spring, voiced by Gandalf and he shoots fire from his mustache, um, which is weird. Uh, here's the thing, though. Zebedee has trapped his nemesis, Zebad, who is like him but blue, inside of a carousel, you know, because. Um, and it, w- what happens? Dougal gets in a candy cart because he's addicted to candy, and he crashes yeah, the candy into the... <laughs> he, he, he crashes the candy, candy into the something. carousel. Yeah, and then uh, crashing the candy into the carousel frees, or frees Z-Bad, and Z-Bad, he, he, his thing is ice, and he wants to freeze the world over. And then he traps all the little, the human characters inside of the carousel and now it's up to the the gang here uh let me list them off for you which is like who is the gang like why are they together who are they yeah i don't they don't really (laughs) seem to like each other that much um at all there's dougal he is dog there is uh ermintrude she is cow with red spots there is dylan the rabbit (laughs) 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 <laughs> what is William H. Macy's character's name? Brian. Brian? He's <laughs> <laughs> a snail there's, named Brian. It's Brian the snail. <laughs> and then there's uh, Magic Train, or his whatever his name is. His name is Train. His name is Train, and he comes from a magic box that Zebedee gives them and says, use this. Um, and it's their journey. <laughs> I forgot to- about the box. <laughs> There's it's a it's their journey to go get some some crystals to put inside the carousel to free the children and 
trap Z-Bad. Because here's the thing. We know he's bad because it's in his name. Uh, Z-Bad back inside of the carousel forever and ever. Amen. The they they are diamonds, not crystals. Thank you very yes, much. Yes, they are diamonds. And yes. they are not called like the, the diamonds of truth or anything like that. They're called uh-huh. the diamonds. They have the to diamonds, get freaking correct. three diamonds and put them in the carousel because that will make it not be frozen anymore. Yeah, for some yeah. reason. And, oh, and there's also a toy soldier voiced by Bill Hader, which is exhausting. Uh, yeah. And, yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't think he's that bad. I think him and William H. Macy kind yeah, of both showed up. They give the most honest performances, I guess. Um, it's crazy that there are this many talented actors in this movie, and it is still... Dylan and Brian are the names of two of the characters in this movie. Here is the names of the four major characters of this movie. Dougal. Uh-huh. Yep. Ermintrude. <laughs> Brian. Spell it. Go away. Here, here, spell Ermintrude for me. E-R-M-I-N-T-R-U-D-E. A name. That is, the, that is a name. Brian. And Dylan. Um, mm-hmm. So why are the why is the bad guy red and the good guy blue? I don't like that. Yeah, because well, it just you know subverts expectations because usually the good guy's blue and the bad guy's red. I guess so because the bad guy's an ice man, and the movie starts with them battling, and then I can't. I think it's the narrator said I I wrote in my notes that I lolled at, and there's Zebedee, the wizard. And I think it's <laughs> Judy Dench who says that as the narrator. It's <laughs> like, ah, yes. <laughs> that's how the movie starts, is they're fighting, and you're like, who are these? And they, and they both are these men who have a spring instead of legs. They're like a jack-in-the-box without the box. Yeah. Um, we don't know who they are or where they came from. Yeah. Um, here's, here's how I love how they start out the movie. It's just like panning through clouds, and Judy Dench's voice comes through, and it says, "Imagine a town where everyone is happy and they love each other." Here it is. <laughs> and it's like, whoa! Wait a second. Wait, that's what she says. <laughs> yeah, it's she. There's like no beat, no pause. She goes, "Imagine there's a town where everyone is happy and friends and they love each other." And here it is. <laughs> like, wow, Judy Dench, we did it. We did um, it all on ourselves. Can I read you some quotes from this movie, really quick? Sure. This is when the skeletons come out, which is uh, the worst part of the movie, I think. Um, So this is a dialogue between four skeletons. Um, It says, here's Johnny. Did someone order ribs? Bring out your dead. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean? Hey, I thought we said no Disney jokes. Oh, I hate it so much. This is what this movie is, is they just say the names of other properties, and that's Uh like them referencing it. Um, Here's a a line from Dylan. Okay. Um, Dylan the Rabbit. I know Kung Fu, John Woo, Wu Tang Clan, and Tai Chi. Kill me. Kill me with a sword. (laughs) um this was an adr nightmare like it was Um, so bad can i do i i told you that i had something listed that i wanted to go through Mm -hmm, i as they happened i listed all of the as i'm calling them non-jokes in this movie and these these are, are jokes that they tried and they failed miserably these are ostensibly jokes but that when you think mm. about them they are not actually jokes 
These are the yeah. things where I was like, this is them trying to do a joke, but I was like, no, that's not a joke. You think that's a joke, but it's not. Okay. So I'm just going to go through all these quickly. The first one, um, someone says, I thought this day would never come. And someone else goes, what? Tuesday? Tuesdays are great. It's not a joke. Sorry. Not, not Very a joke. Very good. Um, okay, here's another non-joke. I believe that was Dougal that said that. Okay. Uh, Dylan the rabbit says, what's up, Doc, when he's woken up from a nap? It's not like there's no reason for him to be saying what's up, Doc, other than he is a rabbit. When he wakes up from a nap, yeah. he says, what's up, Doc? That's not a joke. Another non-joke, which you already mentioned, the train farts, and then he says, oops, I tooted. <laughs> this, not a joke. This, my friends, is not a joke. Um, <laughs> non-joke. Here's another non-joke. Z-Bad says, get busy. And Soldier Sam, his henchman, says, be to the Izzy. <laughs> he's he's giving him an order. He says, "Get busy," and he goes, "Be to the Izzy." That's not a joke. Yep. <laughs> um, another non-joke. Brian the snail says, "I slimed my shell." Now listen, you say that's kind of a joke, and I hear you. I hear what you're saying. He says it twice, and there's no change. So the second yep. time, it's like you already said you slimed your shell. It's not you a joke. You pooped your pants, it's William H Macy. Um, Here's non- the thing. You're about you're about halfway through the movie right now. <laughs> oh, I know. I want to go through all these, and then we'll talk about more of the movie. Yeah. Um, uh, non-joke. Somebody says Lord of the Springs because they have springs on them. Uh, non-joke. Mm. Uh, Dylan says, that guy is totally villainous. What's up with him? Did he not get enough structure as a kid? Sorry, Dylan. Yeah. That's not a joke. Um, <laughs> Sam the Soldier says, well, wax my mustache. Sam, that's not a joke. <laughs> Which one is Sam? Sam is the soldier, is Bill Hader's soldier henchman character. Which yes, kind of yes, turns yes. on the bad guy at one point, I think. Um, yeah, he's just dim-witted. Another one that you already mentioned, hey, I thought we said no Disney jokes when he says Pirates of the Caribbean. Not a joke. Uh, not a joke. The, ra- the rabbit kicks a skeleton, and he says there is no spoon, because this is a line from The Matrix. Non-joke. Not to get all Dr. Phil on you, but you need balance in your life. Sorry, that's not a joke. Dylan, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger or colder. That is also not a joke. Uh, not a joke, indeed. Uh. Just a couple more. I'm almost done. Two more. Sam okay. the Soldier says, hello. You're not going to sit on me, are you? Uh, and then the last one. Dougal says, I was supposed to be your knight in furry armor. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> Uh, this this makes me despise Jimmy Fallon so much. I already didn't like him, but now I hate yeah. him. Yeah, this because the way that he says his all of his lines, because none of them like all those stupid little one-liners. I guarantee you were not scripted, because they're like, oh, Jimmy, just let loose, like just improv, just riff a little bit. And he's like, I got this, guys. And he probably felt so proud. After doing all these dumb lines of like, I thought we said no Disney jokes or anything like that. And I don't, I don't know if the version. I don't think he I, did. I, I don't like him, I, but I want to give him more credit than that. Like, I don't think this I'm was not. him. I think this was the script and he was reading it. Uh, well, uh, did you. Uh, the version that I saw had like a little behind the scenes afterwards where they like were just watching what was happening on the screen and then yeah, just adding in those weird ADR lines. So that's what's making me think that they didn't have much of a script and they said, just do a thing. And then they did it. Um, that would make sense for why this movie just doesn't have a story. Can I tell you my favorite line that Judy Dench says? 
of course, um, in the in her narration. At the end, when the Dougals, I'm sorry, the diamonds are like flying <laughs> in the air, and Dougal has to like catch them or something, he's like jumping in the air in slow mo. Yeah, and um, she says, oh, "I gotta find where I wrote it down so I can get this right." Uh, oh, she says, "This was the moment when Dougal knew with absolute certainty that he had to rise to the occasion." And it's like that is just them being like, "Oh man, Judy Dench needs one more line." <laughs> <laughs> we need to put one more in there for Judy. I hated so much when Jimmy Fallon started singing You Really Got Me. That's when I realized oh, yeah. this movie's gonna suck so bad. Um question. Answer. What is Dougal's character arc in this movie? What is his character arc? Yeah. He mm, <laughs> Oh man, he learns uh, that candy can cause trouble. I think that is what it's trying to be, is because it's trying to act like him liking candy was like his fatal flaw because he wanted some candy and that somehow made the bad guy be able to freeze his girl or whatever. Freeze his girl. (laughs) (laughs) I don't understand this movie. I don't know how to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, well, well what do you think is character arc? Was? I don't know. I was genuinely oh, okay. asking you the question. I think that's what it's trying to be is like you should like candy less. But there I was, don't know. There were several moments in this movie where I like had to remind myself that I'm watching a movie right now. Yes. You know? Um it was it was like youth group church skit bad in a lot yeah. of ways. Um it reminded me of when you're a kid and you're flipping through the channels at home and suddenly mm-hmm. you're on like channel 17 and you're like, yeah. wait, <laughs> there's a channel 17 and you see some <laughs> cartoon and you're like, is this like some sort of religious programming? And you can't yeah, really tell. Yep. <laughs> it's just like yep. this low quality cartoon that you've never seen. Like they're just it- like cartoon characters that have not infiltrated pop culture in any way. And you're like, who are these characters? And it's, yeah. yeah, that's what this feels like, except it was a like, big movie. It, it's like they picked it up at Lifeway and then yeah. dubbed over it, yep. you know? And it's like about Nehe- Nehemiah the Crawdad. Yeah, and, yep. And he's <laughs> telling you about the Wall of Jericho. Um, yep. <laughs> I looked Man. Up, so at the beginning, I looked down at my phone for a second, and all of a sudden the girl was frozen in the merry-go-round. So <laughs> what exactly? Oh, and they were all going Zebedee, Zebedee, <laughs> Zebedee, because <laughs> yep. that's, that's how you summon him. That's how they summon the wizard. Uh huh. So he dies, right? Like he's gone for forever. Yeah, he he dies because he, they're trying to make him Gandalf. He fought. Yeah, like he basically says, "Fly, you fools!" Except he's yeah. like, "Run" or something. Yeah. But that's the thing, like, in any other kid's movie, he would return back in some sort of triumphant way, but he's gone and dead forever. Wait, he doesn't come back? I thought he did. He, no, he does not come back. He, I, I think I, I think, just assumed that he would. No, he, he is gone no, he the rest back. of the movie. He, he absolutely does, come, does back. come back. At what point? I know that he does. No, he dies, and he stays gone and dead. I'm sorry, Clint, but you're in... It's, it is so funny that we don't know the answer to this. 
I really can't remember, and I don't want to do myself the disservice of yes, looking it up. He does. He does. I'm looking at Wikipedia now. Um, Zebad is now re-imprisoned, and the world is thawed. Zebedee is restored to his friends. He comes back at the end. I do not. I cannot remember for the life of me yeah, when he comes back. It's not really explained, but because when he dies, it like Judy Dench says, says something like, "And Zebedee knew that he would not be coming back." <laughs> so yeah, it's like, yeah, you can't like just that. say that and then also bring him back. But he does come back at the end. You know, I'm looking at a picture of the dog Dougal right now. It it is weird that he's the main character. I just want to establish that. Um. He looks like the Gord from Veggie Tales. The Gord? You know, oh, yeah, he kind of does. Like, his face is just the Gord, and then they drew hair around it. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, he's a Gord. There, there was a, uh, a guy that I knew growing up, and his dad made the secular version of Veggie Tales. Uh, sausage Party? <laughs> yep, yeah. <laughs> Wait, Good. what is the secular version of Veggie Tales? It's like what they play in public schools to like still teach values but not mention God. Oh, it's like you should share, but but that's just because we this is because decided that, cool. not because we read it in the Bible. <laughs> right, correct. And at the end, they don't show a Bible verse. They just have like a quote from Benjamin Franklin or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's interesting. We should get him. Can on I the describe show. to you? Can I describe to you what Zbad looks like? Yes. Um, first of all, blue. Second of all, big ol' head. (laughs) Big ol' nose. Uh, little bitty eyes. He has a mustache Mm -hmm. uh, that he shoots uh, frozen electricity out of. Um, he has two dreadlocks on the back. Exactly two. Exactly two dreadlocks. He's wearing a burlap sack. (laughs) Um, It's like a brown tunic. Yeah, a brown like a brown Shrek tunic. Yeah. And then he has a spring. And that's it. And this is villain. And this and and we and we are supposed to say, Oh, yeah, that's exactly what I thought Zbad would look like. This is villain of film. Um This is what a villain of my film looks like, correct. My favorite part is when someone says, We can't let him get the diamonds because he's gonna freeze the sun. And you're like, oh, I didn't know that's what the stakes were. You hadn't said that until now. <laughs> I was like, whoa, okay. Um, Guess not- this is heavier than I thought. Nothing in this movie has any significance because at the beginning, Zebedee gives Dylan, I think, or he gives, <laughs> he gives him Dylan. just a box with a button on it, right? And he's right. Like, that's just like, it summons the train. You're going to need this, but we don't know why. And then yeah. they push it halfway through the movie and a train pops out. And mm-hmm. the the train is with them the rest of the movie. Yeah. And, and why didn't they just the train have... also yeah. The train also becomes a blimp. Yeah. At some point. Um so, I feel like I've run a marathon. I feel like I've run a marathon too. I mean I, this movie's trying to be like a Lord of the Rings fantasy epic because it's mm-hmm. got the dueling wizards, it's got the wide helicopter shots of them trudging through snow. Like, some of the right. set pieces are literally just from Lord of the Rings, but poorly animated. Yeah. Uh, but it's just a bunch of elements thrown together, and nothing makes sense or has any significance or meaning. <laughs> Correct. Um, did you know that Butch Hartman was the guy who, they, who Harvey Weinstein, God curse his merry gentleman, 
Um, <laughs> he Harvey Weinstein acquired this property from the Queen of England or whoever, and he said, Butch Hartman, will you please rewrite this movie? And Butch Hartman wrote this movie. Do you know who Butch Hartman is? He's the Fairly Odd Parents no. guy. Yes. Ugh. Um, Ugh. So he wrote this movie. He rewrote this movie, and um, his take was he took out a lot of the animated scenes, but he added a lot of live action scenes as like a framing device. So it was like mm. gonna be like the Princess Bride or something, which is like that still okay. would have been a bad movie. But I understand him being like, we have to do something with this, you know. But Butch Hartman <laughs> saw. Uh, the final product, and he said that like three percent of the actual dialogue that was in the movie was what he did. So I don't think we can blame him much. But I really would like to. I don't think I'd like to see his version. I'm sure it would also be awful, but it would have been be like, better. It wouldn't be next level awful the way this is. You know, this is the what what makes this bad. And you know, you can look at things like Sharknado or Sharknado Two, which ostensibly, if you're saying is this good or is this bad, both are bad. But this is bad because it thinks that it's doing something really funny. Sharknado yeah. at least recognizes that it's, it's you know, cruddy entertainment. Right, and this is like trying to, it really is trying to be funny the whole movie. It's trying to make you laugh with all its it, pop culture references. Just, honestly, the best analogy that I can put for it is like a high school improv team where they all have matching t-shirts, but they're all tucked into mom jeans. Yes. And they're all like are you know, kind of standing around with their hands on their hips, and any time somebody makes, like, a, a Matrix joke, they just guffaw laughing. Mm-hmm, because, Be- they, because they recognize that property. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and we've seen that improv, and we have participated in it. So we, uh, we, 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 we identify with this movie, I suppose. You love to compare things to high school improv. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that we need, I think it's like our therapy to talk about it in some way. I think it's your therapy. Yeah, uh, you're probably right. So, I don't think there's much else to like actually say about this movie, right? Anything we missed? Nothing else that we can really say about it, I suppose. Um, does anyone else have anything <laughs> to say about it? I heard I literally like I don't think you're expecting a transition that smooth because I heard you pick up your <laughs> recorder. <laughs> yeah, I picked it up. You like fumbled with it a little bit, and it was like, oh, I was like, oh no, he's actually doing a good job at transitioning, and I don't have the sound thing in my hand yet. Uh, say yeah. the say the thing. Yeah, how about hot takes though? Was that Zebedee or Z bad? <laughs> I think it was Z bad because it was bad. <laughs> so here's the thing: um, a lot of people wrote about this movie. It had a lot of reviews, but. I want to, it had a lot of bad reviews, obviously. It got a 2.8 on IMDb, which is too much, too high. Too many um, points. Yeah, but um, unfortunately, a lot, it was very easy to find you know, bad things, and we've spent this entire episode really you know, trashing on it. Um, and so I wanted to find some like, sincere good ones. Um, but it was also equally as hard to find sincere good ones because people kind of in the uh, manner that they wrote about Shrek when it was funny to meme Shrek, um, you know, we're like, this movie is amazing, this movie is art, um, and not a lot of really sincere um, reviews. But I do believe that I found two really sincere ones. Okay, let's hear them. All right. This first one comes from Intel Boy. And okay. Intel, <laughs> Intel Boy gives it a 7 out of 10. 
and he says, I liked it. And right. um, here's yeah, here's the review. And I want to reiterate, this is not me having a stroke. This is me reading it how it is written. And Intel Boy uh, has Intel. Correct. He does have the goods. Uh, it says, this is a children's story and has a children value. Okay. This is not for the teen-year-old. Not 10, not for the teen-year-old. Okay. Uh, I have a very young child. He loved it. Kept him interested through the movie. I kind of found the characters fun. The moose was very cool. The animation was old school. Very nice to see. But <laughs> No, not old school. No. <laughs> but not having a background on the characters was at first daunting. My what? son didn't have a problem. Although I did try although it did try to add adult humor, it was very easy to spot. I gave it a good vote because my son talked about it all day long. And that is very important? Question mark? <laughs> this, this, this tale is good and not as scary that my child wouldn't be up with Nightmare. <laughs> the, uh, the actor's voice were very well. <laughs> Hold on. The actor's voice were very well, and you could tell them that they were having fun in their roles. I beg to differ, my good sir. <laughs> All right. The uh, second and f- no no yeah, no 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 before we move on, yeah. I just have to say think about the movie, The Sixth Sense. The way audiences mm-hmm. felt when they saw that movie for the first time in theaters and then walked out after the plot twist at the end. What was going on in their minds? What was was what was happening in my mind when, toward the end of that review, you revealed to me that Intel Boy had a son <laughs> that was of speaking age. To yeah. me, <laughs> Intel Boy was like nine years old until you revealed to me that he had a son that could talk. <laughs> it, so as the kids say, was it was mind-blowing to me. Anyway, move oh. on. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, how is that twist for you? That blew my mind like Inception. Uh, so this final one comes from Ting-14. Uh, Ting14 gave it an 8 out of 10 and says, one of the cutest animations ever. A tribute to all other movies. Okay. It is a tribute to all other movies. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Give me that, Ting14. Yeah. uh, Ting14 says, warning, spoilers. Um, So several times during the movie, you will hear quotes from other movies like Lord of Rings, Matrix, The Shine. And so on. Warning. <laughs> Spoiler. Uh, even the action when the good magician falls to the bottomless pit is based on Lord of Ring. The one part I really liked a lot was in the Aztec caves when skeletons popped out of the ground shouting, here's Johnny, winky face. That's it? That's the end? That's the end. That's how it ends. Oh, man. I mean, I do appreciate the warning from Teen 14 about how many references were in this movie. If I'd seen this... that going in, it might have been a little bit less jarring. Mm-hmm. This movie is chock full of pop culture references, and it... I am here for that, TikTok. <laughs> I agree that it is a, a, a tribute to all movies. <laughs> this is, is what they that. need to play. You know, instead of an opening monologue at the 2020 Academy Awards... Uh, where they're just like moving pictures. This is what <laughs> movies are. They just play clips from Dougal. <laughs> and, 
It's just all the pop culture references where people are like, oh, yeah, I remember the Matrix. Like, you hear, like, light applause in the background. Yeah. Yeah, cinema. <laughs> they did it. <laughs> no, this year's this year's host is Dougal, the entire cast. Um, no, G- I, no, I think Zebedee Dylan. would be the host. Zebedee, no, Zebedee's too kind. Um, it would right. He couldn't Dil- really, like, roast Hollyweird. Yeah. Hollywood, right? <laughs> it would probably be uh, now Z Bad. <laughs> I think Z Bad would be the best Oscars Z Bad has hosted the Academy Awards before. Um, uh, John Stewart has. I didn't even know that. When did he do yes. it? I th- um, it's the year. Uh, I I think it was two thousand one, if I'm not mistaken. Like I think nine eleven. I know this happened. Oh, um, John, you messed John. up. Um, no. Okay. This was his last movie he was ever in. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Unfortunately. Jonathan Stewart. Jonathan Stewart. R.I.P. Z-Bad. Z-Bad is like kind of the voice we need right now in yeah. the world. Like he's he, he really snarky. stuck at the Hollyweird. Uh, yeah. God bless you, yeah. Z-Bad. Thank you. Um, Conservatives would claim him. 2008, I was very incorrect. I bet Z-Bad, did he die? I can't remember what happens to him. Does he get killed? Z, he got re-trapped into the carousel, so he's still there. You know, he's not gone forever. He's just trapped again. I bet he's got, like, a <laughs> InfoWars-type YouTube channel that he does mm-hmm. from inside the carousel. <laughs> Dougal is a movie. So, anyway, Do, that was it, hot takes. I don't know that it is a movie. But... yeah. <sighs> It's more. It's not a film. Certainly not. It's not a film. It's not a movie. It's. It's just a thing. It's so bad that it might be TV. <laughs> yeah. It. It's almost there. It's not quite that bad as to be TV. Or it's like a. It's a. It's a skit. It's. It's. It, it's skit. on skit level. Skit is the best way to describe Dougal. <laughs> Dougal is a is an animated <laughs> skit. <laughs> um, so I guess we should put this through our our gauntlet of three questions. Uh huh. I you know this one's tough. <laughs> is it? Yeah, it's tough. Um, is this good for kids? No. No, it's not. It's not good for kids at all. It will make them stupid. It will make them stupid because it doesn't even have like any lessons for them. There's nothing for them to take from this. You know how like a criticism of SpongeBob and Fairly Odd Parents and stuff was that it would make your kids dumb. Mm-hmm. This will make your children dumb if this they watch will, it because those at least had like a story structure. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Your and you child like a lesson will, to be learned. Your child. You should. Have your child? I'll, I'll say it. Uh oh. You you should have your child taken away from you if you make let them watch this. Oh uh, man, you, you think I should have been taken away from my parents when I was a kid? <laughs> you're here, here. Okay, your dad didn't know because it was new. This has been out for some time, and so history has had its time to make its opinion on it. So we need to take Intel Boy's son away from him. <laughs> yes, correct. Um, is, okay, but I hear you, so it's not good for kids, but is it good for adults? No. No, it's actually not at all good for adults. I'm sure there's some drinking game you could probably play with this, like, 
when does Jimmy Fallon say something cringy, take a shot? Yeah. You know, and you'd be on the floor 15 minutes in. You'd be like, oh, man, he did, he said a thing that Bugs Bunny says. <laughs> oh, that was rando. That was so awkward and random indeed. Um, So it's not good for kids or adults. Mm-hmm. You can't really answer the question of does it stand the test of time because you yeah. did not see this movie as a child. Correct. I'm going to tell you that this movie does not stand the test of time. Are you telling me that the first movie that we review in 2019 is a zero out of three? It is getting frozen into the carousel. Carousel, You better get the freaking three diamonds or we're going to freeze the freaking sun. (laughs) And they do freeze the sun is the thing. He does freeze the sun. Does he? I don't freaking remember. (laughs) Yeah, he does for like a minute and a half. And then... Uh, the snail jumps and knocks the the diamonds out of rotation, and then they knock them into the carousel, and everything's better. Oh yeah, yeah, I, I vaguely remember that. Yeah. So that's yeah. Dougal. We're done. I hate myself about that I do remember it. We are gonna have to look back on it next week a little bit, unfortunately, because we do have to compare it to the film Delgo, which was released in two thousand eight. That is what our next episode is about. Yeah, that's um, about, like, lizards, isn't it? Yeah, they seem to be, like, lizard people, and it's, like, a nice. fantasy epic, kind of like Del- kind of like Dougal is. Um, kind of like Dougal, yeah. I'll, I'll give you the IMDb summary. Delgo, an adventurous but naive teenager, must rally his group of friends to protect their world from conflict between the Lochney and the Noreen people. Oh, mm-hmm. no. This, yeah. <laughs> this might be bad in a different way than Dougal was. Like in a man, this is good type of way? I don't know, maybe. Like, I I don't... Like, it does seem like it might be trying a little more than Dougal was, because Dougal was clearly them, like, they got this property from England, and they were like, let's do some American voices on it so we can sell it. And it worked on stupid idiots like me and my father, because we went to the theater, so, like... (laughs) There is no way that they spent any longer than 36 hours recording the audio for Dougal. No. No, they all phoned it in. They recorded it on their phones. Um, yeah, which in 2006 was not good. No. <laughs> That's why all the audio sounds like, oh, I'm Google, I gotta get the diamonds. <laughs> it's gonna freeze the freaking sun, Google. Can you hear me now? The girls are going around. Five million foot long. What's some things from uh, 2006? This is like that part of Harry Potter. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to Google what happened in 2006 so that I can drop some bomb references. Hold on. Okay. What happened in... And I'll totally cut this out so that people think that you had this off the top of your head. Yeah. What happened in 2006? Pop culture. Thank you. Popculture.us. Mm-hmm. Okay, Montenegro and Japan went to war. Okay, that's good. (laughs) This is kind of like when Montenegro and Japan went to war. Except these are are wizards with springs on their legs. (laughs) This is is worse than when Montenegro went to war, and then Russo, and then the Russian-Japan war happened. This all happened in 2006, apparently. Um, Oh, man, hold on. And... Kellogg's Raisin Bran uh, went 
was released. Hold on. What? Uh, oh, no. Population. Oh, what? no. Z-Bad froze the girl in the merry-go-round. This is kind of like the Winter Olympics that were held in Turin, Italy. Oh, oh no. The price of a postage stamp is 39, this 39 cents. <laughs> oh, no. This is kind of like when California <laughs> suffered its worst heat wave in recent history with temperatures <laughs> rise, reaching 115 degrees lasting for a two-week period. <laughs> Movies to watch for this year include Dream Girls, Mission Impossible 3, The Da Vinci Code, and Happy Feet. <laughs> uh, There's um, snow here, like in Happy Feet. Here's here's a quote that says, Funny guys were Jim Gaffigan and Dimitri Martin. So you should follow us on social media. Um, I am at Elisha P. Smith on Twitter. It's the same for Letterboxd. Um, and then we have a, a, a corporate Twitter account called Purely Nostalgia. And then uh, we have an Instagram account that's called Purely Nostalgia Pod. Uh, Hollywood hunks and leading men were Channing Tatum, Hugh Laurie, David Beckham, Justin Timberlake, Antonio Banderas, and Johnny Depp. I'm done now. <laughs> yeah, where can people find you online? You got to plug your social oh, media. Where can they find? Where can they find me? Uh, yeah, they can find me on Twitter and Instagram. And Letterboxd at Clint J.H. Page. The J.H. does stand for Jazz Hands. Oh, man, we're in these Aztec caves. It's kind of like the 2006 movie Pan's Labyrinth. We got to <laughs> solve this puzzle to get out of here. It's it's like the 2006 movie The Da Vinci Code. Oh, man, that was funny like the 2006 movie Borat. <laughs> Oh, uh, should we end this forever? Should we do any more episodes of our show? No, I think we went, we end it with this one. Okay. Uh, well, bye forever. Unless we change our minds and decide to do an El- a Delgo episode, this is it forever. So, Skinath for listening. I mean, d- that's what you I say, mean, isn't it? I don't remember how to yeah, do this. Dang. <laughs> we will see you soon. And Skinath for listening. off the couch. <laughs> so normally to start out our episodes, we would drop in an audio clip uh, from... S- I hate myself. I can never do You're getting movies. into that territory where you just, like, once you mess up a couple times in something like this, you just can't a do br- it right A anymore. buttery, flaky crust. <laughs> a buttery... <laughs> you have to, like, stand up and turn around or something. Because if you just keep Ooh, okay, doing it... Okay. Okay, hold on. I'm going to do that. Okay, here I go.